Hello and welcome to another episode of Bright Future. First, before we start the episode, we'll go over our usual rules. First, do not insult others and instead attack their arguments in a respectful manner. Keep an open mind to new perspectives and ideas, and keep your opinions flexible to take into account new information. We'll follow a few basic philosophical razors and uh, rules as well, such as Hanlon's razor, where we do not attribute to malice that which can be attributed to stupidity. We also use Occam's razor, where simpler explanations are more likely to be correct. And Hitchens' razor, that which can be stated without evidence, can also be dismissed without evidence, with the exception of basic truths like cold-blooded murder is wrong and 1 plus 1 equals 2. We'll also follow the Sagan standard, where extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. So... The uh, Inflation Reduction Act is what I kind of did the research on for this week. Have you heard about this at all? Dragons AFK, okay. So the Inflation Reduction Act is a 755-page bill, which did pass earlier this week. And on WhiteHouse.gov, in the briefing room, Biden's been putting out various fact sheets that say how the Inflation Reduction Act helps build a better future for Insert some community here. And reading these fact sheets, they appear to be very much copy-pasted from each other, with just a few sentences shuffled around, with various different lines, like how it builds a better future for Hispanic communities, black communities, young younger people. Uh, there was one for the uh, Pacific Island communities, things like that. And they look very much the same. Where I did a control F, where I copied one sentence from one and pasted it into another to see, and that exact same sentence shows up in every single one. And I guess for a lot of these things, if it actually improves for these, how it actually helps these various communities, if it actually does, then the same sentence would work for each of them. But then again, when I was in high school, people yelled at me for plagiarism, so we don't do that here. <laughs> Biden also put out a statement on the state unemployment rates, where several states have a 3% unemployment rate or less. My state actually has a 1.9% unemployment rate. But Washington, D.C. has the highest unemployment rate right now. Are you back now, Dragon? I don't know. I've just, yeah. been, I've just been, you know, talking about whatever I can. I mean, oh, what's the unemployment rate of Indiana, would you say? I don't, I didn't know about Indiana because I didn't like research each one. I just looked at my state to see what was the highest and what was the lowest. Now, Nebraska has the lowest at 1.9% unemployment rate, but Washington, D.C. has the highest at 5.2%. So... I went and did some more research, and I think that actually having a really low unemployment rate like this is actually a bad thing. And I'll explain to that in a little bit, but first, we gotta talk about, um... You gotta talk about what it means to actually have, like, an unemployment rate, right? Like, what is it? How do you measure it? The unemployment yeah, rate, yeah, so unemployment is measured by dividing the number of unemployed persons by the number of the total persons in the labor force. 
and the labor force is the number of people available for work, and it is the sum of both the employed and the unemployed. According to BLS.gov, the labor force is projected to be 163.5 million people this year. And the number of unemployed people is 6 million out of the 163.5 million people. But the United States population is 332 million. So is the labor force really less than half of our total population? I mean, not 100% of the population should be in the labor force, of course. We'll have to exclude children, retirees, and those unable to work due to physical disabilities. But do those three categories make up more than half our population? Do you think? I can't imagine. Yeah, like that, that's what I was thinking. There's no way that it makes up more than half, right? So I did more research and found that there are 69 million retired workers receiving Social Security benefits and 73 million children, according to the last year's census. That equals a total of 142 million. And then there's 163 million people in the labor force, which means that there's a missing 47 or missing 27 million disabled people. 27 million disabled people who aren't able to work, that aren't part of the labor force. You also have to remember that a lot of times the total population of a census can be off. Varying, of course, between countries by about an entire percent per population of the world. Yeah. So that can be a large contributor, too. Even if it's just off by a percent, though, it's, there's no way it makes up most of it, right? I mean, if you go over the total percentage of personnel in the world and how many of those are United States citizens. It adds up really quickly because that's more than a random number here. Let's say America has a 7% of the world's population. It means that our census could be off by 1% positive or negative, meaning we may only have 6% of the world's population or we may have 8 and that 1% can be unaccounted for both ways. Sure, but this is from census.gov just for the United States, not for the entire world. Yeah, which, even then, if you're looking at it that way, census can still be off by huge margins, even if it's just the United States. Um, variation can play a huge part in the overall scheme of what we have correct and what we have wrong. Mm -hmm. So, yes, there's a chance that there are homeless people that are not being accounted for in the census. But still, uh, like... There's also the chance of people who are getting benefits from Social Security for lying that this person who's supposed to be receiving Social Security checks is actually dead, and they're just lying that they're alive. It benefits. True. That's a very unfortunately common scheme. But, like, with my numbers, with my math from the 63 million retired workers receiving Social Security benefits, 
173 million children and the workforce of 163 million people. That leaves 27 million people who aren't part of the labor force, um, that aren't retired and aren't children. But according to the census, that's, it's supposed to be 41 million disabled people in the United States. According to the CDC, it's 61 million, which is one in four adults. According to AARP, it's 19 million. And according to BLS.gov, the unemployment rate for persons with a disability is 10%. So, where's all of that? Why are all of these numbers wildly different? That's not just 1% or 2%. That's, that's completely different, right? Yeah, go ahead and check those. Census, CDC, AARP, and BLS. Well, it's... Well, how do I put this? What exactly is the total population of the United States right now? Uh, 332 million. Okay. And the total population of the world is estimated to be about what? Um, Nearly seven to eight billion, something like that. Closer to eight billion at this point, yes. Well, you're looking at a one percent of that, which is a few hundred thousand people. Yeah. More. So, I don't know. It's a huge amount of people that are just unaccounted for missing. Maybe. But even so, like... Now, here's the thing. He says it's a 3% unemployment with that many people being disabled, right? Or it's yeah. 1.9 in my state is to as much as 5.2% in Washington, D.C. Now... Something that I forgot to look up that I should have Googled before starting this podcast is what percentage of adults have multiple jobs? That does, would be something good to look Does up. that contribute? Does If I have multiple jobs, does that like take away a job from someone else and so that would lower it without actually lowering it? Or... Um, potentially... And then the other thing was, so think about this part. So a usual family unit 40 years ago, let's say, where minimum wage is supposed to be so that one person can sustain a family of four in a house without requiring them to work more than 40 hours a week. All right, that's what it was initially intended for? Yeah, Yeah. so... But if, due to inflation, that's not even but possible. But due to inflation, that's anymore. not even possible anymore. Which is why minimum wage is no longer the same that it was when it was first introduced. It's been going up, but not as fast as it should have. Well, making it go up faster now would well, only lead that would to make further it even inflation worse, yeah. issues. That's a very hot debate, but let, I don't think that's part of like what I'm going to talk about this part. So... 
if you have one person supporting a family of four from one paycheck, that means that there's one parent going to work, there's one parent staying at home, taking care of the home, taking care of the kids, right? Yeah. So assuming that, wouldn't unemployment rate then be 50%? Total workforce. With half of the parents working at home? Now, obviously, a little bit less because there are members of the workforce that maybe don't have children yet or have children that have reached adulthood or simply don't plan on having children, things like that. But still... You need it to be higher than that. You would want unemployment to be higher than that. Than 1.9% or 5% if you're talking about Washington, D.C., so, like, in practice, it would be less than 50%, but surely it shouldn't be as low as 1.9. In theory? Yeah, it should be possible to have it at 50%. Well, probably a bit less for, you know... In practice, it doesn't really work. Yeah, where teens who can be of the age of 13 be considered in the workforce... Uh, may only have their job for the summer and then during school times they're considered unemployed. Yeah, but during school time they're not considered as part of the workforce. Depends on how the census runs, but yeah. Or at least I wouldn't think they would do that way. Well, how much have you looked into the questions that are in the census? Um, I've taken one, but that's about it. And I don't remember it, because it was like a year ago. (laughs) It's important information to have on hand, knowing what these questions are, and they contribute to our topic. Yeah. I can't wait to just have that cat meow edited in, because I'm going to intentionally leave that in. But yeah, in conclusion, I don't think employment rate should be as high as it is. And so Biden's statement praising the unemployment rate being this low really isn't a good thing. And this is before we even take into account the pandemic and everything. So, yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode of Bright Future. Feel free to comment on this episode on YouTube if you'd like to weigh in your own opinion or join the conversation live on Twitch. All of these episodes are recorded live every Monday at 7 p.m. Central at the Storm AI.